Hi everyone, Clam here to announce an upcoming convention appearance. Farathane and I will be tabling together at Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, Washington from March 2nd to March 5th of 2023. Thane will be selling copies of their completed webcomic Chiralt, some prints, and a brand new collaborative zine called Battle Damage. And I will have the debut first volume of my webcomic Phantom Marine, plus some prints, charms, and pins. If you can drop by, our table will be E11 in the Artist Alley. We'll be happy to see you there. And now, on with the show! down to the deadline oh no <laughs> no i'm not gonna go with that <laughs> it's been delayed oh. four times already we've just got to do it <laughs> <laughs> f it we'll do it live <laughs> i got so nervous for a second i was like ready are you okay <laughs> we're not gonna bail on air for the fifth time <laughs> never mind i think i think we need to reschedule this episode uh, yeah all right, see you guys. But wait, no. oh. if we reschedule, how will we meet our goals? Our deadline. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Screen Tones, where we talk anything and everything webcomics. Today, we're going to be talking about those oh-so-tricky things called deadlines. I'm Renny, I use she, they pronouns, and I make the webcomic Kate Blast. And I'm Crispy, I use she, they pronouns, and I make the webcomics Ghost Junk Sickness and Lunar Blight. I'm Varathane, I use she, they pronouns, and I make the webcomics Chiralt and Witchwood. And I'm Delphina, I use she, her pronouns, and I make the webcomic Sombulous. Now, as with any formal job, most things involving comics do have some kind of deadline. Uh, where you've maybe signed a contract and you're being paid based on providing work by certain dates or whatnot. But in the world of webcomics, job is a bit of a fuzzy term. And so are deadlines. They're self-imposed or imposed by outside events or even our peers. So we want to talk about that today. So where do you guys think deadlines come from? Where do they go? They come from hell. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of places that deadlines can come from, right? I mean, you can kind of make up your own stuff. Um, you can kind of maybe you join an anthology or a group and they're doing a project and there's a deadline for that. Or or maybe you're going to a convention or there's a contest and there's a deadline for that. There's there's kind of three categories for me, like that self-imposed zone where this is my my personal goal it doesn't really have anything to do with any outside forces it's just what i want for me um there's also just like the the group stuff where it's like yeah it, it would be nice to do this but um and it's it, other people are kind of counting on me but if i dropped out it wouldn't be so so bad um and 
because I know all the people in the group, maybe that deadline can be adjusted if the group is having trouble meeting it. Um, but then like conventions or contests, obviously they're, they don't care about you there. There's no like talking your way out of like, Oh, can I have one more day on this? So, um, so yeah, then those are a little harder and you have to like try to figure out what to do. Yeah. When I was, uh, starting out on Chiralt, a lot of my deadlines were like very, uh, kind of basic and immediate. Um, cause I was just kind of doing pages, almost as they were coming out. So I would have two or three deadlines a week, depending on what my update schedule was at the time. Sometimes it was twice weekly. Sometimes it was three times weekly. So I would just have these regular self-imposed deadlines of, well, I got to have a page by Wednesday. Got to have a page by Friday. Um, but those were like kind of fundamentally, it was me who was deciding that. Uh, and if I like wanted to break from that schedule for whatever reason and say at the end of this chapter I'm going to take two months off or something I could just kind of do that and I I never really let go of that knowledge kind of at, at the bottom of things which helped take a little bit of the pressure off of me because I would be saying like okay I'm trying to meet this this pace uh, which is the pace that I want to update at but if I ever start like struggling with it, I just got to make sure to let my readers know right away. And then I can like, I, I could, I could slow down or stop or something. I think there's a big misconception uh, in that, you know, if you don't meet a certain upload schedule or whatever that, you know, re or if you miss an upload, readers are going to get mad and storm your house with pitchforks and, or whatever. My experience has been at least with Cape Blast, very nice and relaxing where like i have got bounced between two pages a week one page a week two page a week no pages i have like a very loose grasp on <laughs> a solid upload schedule but that's because you know sometimes life happens and you have to adjust and i think that's one of the beautiful things about web comics is you can do that but you just have to go in with a plan you have to go in knowing okay here are the adjustments i'm making Here's the ultimate goal, and I'm, I'm still working to meet that, and I'm supporting the things that are helping me get there. And I think that's really important to recognize when you're sort of approaching deadlines and things. Yeah, like these folks have said, the really cool thing about webcomics is that they're very fluid with how, where, when, why you can kind of put in that work and kind of get things done, make a project moved and whatnot. Um, the things that like Delphi had mentioned uh, in the beginning that kind of make it like different is when it's going to kind of come from a place that, you know, when things expect certain kind of output when you're on like contracts and stuff like that, even contests and so forth, when you start to think about basically working for something else, that's when things are going to start happening. Now, this is not to say that if you're just by yourself and you have like no one to kind of, I guess, please, it's like a free for all. You could just post it whenever. Yes and no. It always depends on the goal for your project and where you're kind of going from that. So in my instance, working on Ghost Young Sickness and Lunar Blight, I work on it with space. There are two of us working. So I have to do my part so that things actually get done. Um, I'm in charge of writing with space, but my biggest input comes from the inking. And then we've kind of both tackled the rest and stuff like that. She draws and stuff like that. 
And so if I don't finish the the inks on the page, I mean, the pages aren't going to get done, right? So, okay, we're going to work in batches. We have X amount of pages. I need to get X amount done by this date. And if I don't, we're going to be trouble with our buffer and stuff like that. And when I, when I decide these things, you got to keep in mind what works for you and your process too. It's not just, I'd like to get it done by then. And you just kind of throw the, the dart and see if it sticks to the board. And you're just like, oh God, I hope that works. But as you create, you go along, you're going to be like, okay, what's working for my process? How many pages do I actually get done a week? Oh, okay. This is how fast I work. This is my buffer. So when I do have busy days or I have times where I'm going to hang out with friends or whatever, I can take those days when I want because I've already built it up and, you know, it just makes sense. And then I can start working into those deadlines that are going to make sense for the projects that I want to get completed because, you know, that's essentially how things will get done. You can get things a little bit slippy from there, but keeping on top of that and making sure that there's kind of, you know, a date that you can't pass really, well, helps me for sure, at least. And I know one of the things you just mentioned there that's really important too, is it's, it's definitely a learning process. When you're working through comics and you, maybe you're just getting started or maybe you're three or four years in, you're going to learn how long it takes you to do certain things and how much time you have in your available in your week to be able to work on comics and all those things sort of can change month to month, year to year. And it's just learning and paying attention to that and digging into sort of, okay, how do I set this up so I can maintain a good balance? And I know like it's it's very interesting that uh, you, know, you talking about your process with you and space with two people, because you've had like six or seven years ago, Strunk, uh, to sort of hone in on that process. And it wasn't the same at the start at the start or even three years that it is now for you guys, right? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I laugh about my process a lot because it's comically changed. <laughs> <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> and I, I, I really, when I want to give advice to people, I'm just like, I want to hold them and be like, please don't do what I've done. Like, I want to protect you from what I've done. <laughs> because I mean, like, it is how you find out. You got to mess around and stuff like that. But also in the same sense, there's a lot of things that you know, we were finding out that definitely could have been solved if, you know, we were just a little bit more savvy asking people and stuff like that. But like process has changed. You know, we used to try to find out who was faster at doing the art, who was faster at doing inks, found out that space actually hated doing inks. And I was slow as molasses at drawing and, you know, and so on and so forth. And and just honing that process and that that'll eventually help, you know, kind of understand the trajectory of the dates and and how long this project's going to take and and stuff like that. You eventually get better at guessing like, oh, I can finish like a chapter or two a year kind of thing. So it's interesting. Yeah, I think that's really important too to like scale it back out to like not a week, but like the month or the year or something like that, because you're always going to have off days. You're always going to have like a bad day at work or a bad week or just something happens where someone's visiting out of town and you are going to get thrown off your schedule for a couple weeks or whatever. And when you have that kind of buffer, then you have that knowledge of, okay, I can take an average of all of these numbers. You know, maybe I can't finish two pages every week, but I can have eight 
eight finished comic pages by the end of the month. And I can post two pages a week because that's what it maths out to for my buffer. So, so that's been realistic for me in the past. It's a schedule I can usually meet. It suits my writing style. So I feel like knowing that can take a lot of pressure off of me when I have a bad week or a bad day or something. And I'm like, no, I didn't draw on Thursday. Why didn't I draw on Thursday? You didn't have to draw on Thursday necessarily. And I, I think when you scale back and, and look at the bigger picture, that helps a lot. Yeah, I think that's actually the biggest thing that has changed in my process between working on Chiralt, my first comic, and Witchwood, the one that I'm doing right now. When I was uh, working on Chiralt, a lot of my deadlines were kind of right down to the, the minutiae, like, okay, I need a page here and a page here and a page here and a page here. But with Witchwood, I've been trying to look at it in like much more of an overview, like a, a top-down approach, where I'll be like, well, I want to be able to do about three chapters a year, like two to four chapters a year, so that I can keep up with my current schedule which is just three pages a week that kind of breaks down to like 150. My pages tend to be or my chapters tend to be between 30 and 50 pages each. Um, so that kind of that that math roughly breaks down. Uh, and I tend to work on my pages in large batches like I'll kind of try to finish sketching an entire chapter and then start inking uh, and then start sketching the next one so I can kind of work like in one part of the process like I'll just live in sketching mode for like a whole month and I'm not really thinking about this is Tuesday's page because the pages that I'm working on um, I'm, I'm working like six six to eight months ahead of whatever's up on the website I'm just kind of thinking of it in terms of like, well, this is the first page of the five pages that I'm hoping to sketch or ink today. Um, and maybe maybe it won't be five pages. Maybe it'll be like six pages. Maybe it'll be one page. And whatever number I get done, if it's like a small number, I'll make up for it later in the week or later in the month by putting in a little extra work on a day that I have more energy or something like that. So it takes the pressure off of the individual moment, uh, just kind of knowing that I'm meeting the overall <laughs> goal. Like, well, I got the right number of pages done this month. So yeah, like like Delphi said, like you can take a, a day or two off here and there. Yeah. And then that's so helpful when you like you get something out of left field that like takes you out for a while. Having that buffer is so key to like if you are someone who likes to be a little more loose with deadlines you gotta have a solid buffer as someone who is a little loose with deadlines who doesn't have a big enough buffer don't 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i did want to say that i think that does lead into my sort of core thinking about deadlines is i sort of divide them up into like two categories i have the ones that are written in my planner in pencil um, those are things that like, I really like to get three pages done by Sunday, but that's flexible, you know, still just to keep on pace for the eight to 10 pages a month. Those are all written in sort of, they don't really have a hard date for getting done outside of like a, oh, I need to have the final touch-ups done in order to upload this. But those are like very much like written in pencil. Then there's the Sharpie deadlines where it's like, I have this convention and in order for me to have books in time, I need to place the order this date. So therefore, book whatever needs to be done by this date, full stop. 
so like the ones in pencil, you can race, you can move around, sharpie the deadlines. Those are firm. You got to keep those like in front and center. And I like to take those deadlines and put them on like a whiteboard or on something that is right in front of where I work every day. So I see that deadline every day. And it's a reminder of, okay, you know, you can fudge things around a little bit, but you've got to get it done by then. And you got to, you know, set up your work week and set up your time based on getting to that bigger goal. I really love that breakdown of like pencil versus Sharpie deadlines. And one of the things that I find helps for Sharpie deadlines, especially conventions where I'm super nervous and like maybe I've dallied a little too much and now we're like, we're getting to the nitty gritty and I'm not sure if the business cards are going to get here in time or whatever. Um, As soon as I know I'm going someplace, one thing I try to do is write down my plan A, my plan B, and my plan C. You know, plan A is my best, most professional business card. I, I really want like, to have the the nice quality paper from the nice printer that I like to use. Hopefully you're familiar with the printer. Hopefully you've been getting some tests before even that point. Um, Plan C is the, well, if all else fails, I can write my information on a card and tell people to take a picture of it. And it's better than nothing. Um, and I thought Plan C was writing it down on a scrap of loose leaf paper and tearing it apart to hand out little scraps to people. But then you have to have more than one loose leaf paper. If you just have one piece of paper, then you can tape it down. So, so that's that's Plan A and Plan C. Plan B is in the middle. So maybe your Plan B is the loose leaf paper that you cut up, or you you just print things at home, or or maybe you go to FedEx office. Oh gosh, don't go to FedEx office. But like um but yeah, something in the middle where like okay, if I really get in trouble, it can happen. It can still happen somehow. And yeah, just kind of work your way from there. Like try to figure out, okay, is this a high priority? Is the business cards more of a priority than my books? Maybe I concentrate on my book stuff and if if I don't have enough time after I finish prepping my books, then we'll go with a less costly business card option. But just whatever makes sense for that thing. And the good news is, especially for conventions, if like printed materials and stuff, you can get a lot of them and then you'll have them for next time. So it's always worth the investment to try to get the plan A done, even if it doesn't work out for that convention, because it'll be ready for the next one. Same with like applying for for collectives or or things like that. Put together all the components that you need before you need them. And even if you don't make the deadline, they'll be good for something later on down the line for sure. And I think that's like one of the real positive things about, you know, setting deadlines and keeping track of them is it really helps keep you accountable, especially in a field where the buck stops ultimately with you. You are your own boss and you are all your own employees. You are wearing all the hats. So having sort of something even slightly external uh, to keep you keep you accountable is so important. Uh, towards keeping up that motivation for a lot of people. And I know that for some folks that, you know, might seem daunting or stressful and they just want to go loosey-goosey and, and, and dive in and just wherever the breeze takes them. But if you got big goals, there's nothing that holds you accountable more than setting a drop-dead date. 
And that that's just the thing is that accountability and the fact that, you know, Rennie does a really good point with the fact that we wear all the hats. We're the ones that are creating one. We are the ones that get them out the door kind of thing. So if you're someone who really wants this finished, I mean, you got to get that that work done. And one of the cool things about them is that they are such a cool learning experience and they really show you how momentum is built when you're creating them and understanding your process and kind of like fine tuning what you like and what you don't like about it too. One thing that I would always suggest when doing web comics is because you're wearing so many hats is that if there is a process that is not jiving with you, your least favorite, you know, this is time to kind of reflect and be like, wow, I really hate like the inking process. I can't believe I said that. Anyway, uh, I really hate- Why would you say that? (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) I'll speak for other people who hate the inking process. And they're like, it's my least favorite part. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe it's time to kind of workshop and see if there's a style that you prefer without uh, inking or just go right from pencils and stuff like that. Just kind of like eliminating things that don't make sense to you or are kind of frustrating or learning them in a way that makes sense to you that you don't have to like do it how other people do and and that process annoys you and stuff like that. So that's going to help with like I said the momentum and understanding your entire process so that when you do and you're just like okay I've made 30 pages of webcomic and I understand how I create a webcomic what did I not enjoy how do I feel and kind of do a reassessment from there and I think once you hit that point that's when it's going to be like okay so what are my long-term goals? What am I thinking about? You know, what's 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 going on? What do I want from this? And then you're going to start thinking of those goals. And then from those goals, you can start thinking, okay, well, I really want to finish my first book of my webcomic or, or my first series or whatever. Uh, but I would really like it to be done before X time. And then you're going to start putting those kind of deadlines and stuff like that. And it's just going to really help with working on other projects and and just really understanding the whole process that you have with it. That structure will help you create this comic in a healthy way. And like, that's just the thing at the end of the day, this is something that's going to be a little bit more healthy in the long run, just because web comics are such a massive project. You don't want to be stuck with something that feels so overwhelming. And so when you hold yourself accountable to having it done on certain kind of dates or having X amount finished or whatever, it's going to feel easier when you're breaking it down that way, as opposed to it being like, here's this whole entire mountain of project and I'm scared (laughs) kind of thing. So I like deadlines. Yeah. I mean, I think going back to the accountability too, there's like... uh, when you're like in a group setting or, you know, maybe it is a group project, but maybe it's just a group of, of friends you have on discord or something and you're sharing your work. I think that can help a lot. Uh, I've been in anthology projects before, for example, where, you know, where we all have to make this comic, we all have to make a short comic. And so that's on top of our normal comic. And, and that's a little bit of pressure, but what really helps me is, 
knowing that I have other people to share my progress with. They're going to help hype me up. They're going to help me get excited and keep me on task. I can ask them questions when I'm feeling stuck. So I'm not just sitting there and saying, well, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just wait a week. And magically, the answers still won't be there in a week, but I can stop thinking about it. Yeah, don't do that. Um, But like, when it's, it's encouraging other people who have the same deadlines as you to work on their stuff too. So that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. The more I talk about my stuff, the more it actually helps remind other people that they have their stuff to work on. And so I'm actually being helpful to their deadlines by doing this. And so like, that's, that's the kind of like dynamic that you want. You want a little group or, or something like that. So you can, you can continue to talk about it and you don't have this situation where you have a huge project that you're putting off to the very last minute. Oh yeah, for sure. I think, uh, in a, we are very fortunate that, uh, in the screen tones community, we have a little discord server that has a nice little, uh, stream zone. And a lot, a lot of discord servers have, you know, voice chats or whatever. And we've named ours cowork chat. And there's always people in there and it's always great sort of having everyone working on comics together. And like, it's, I, I always find that I get a lot more done when I'm in those spaces. It's like taking your work down to a cafe and you're drawing with the other comics friends. Um, that's really so helpful to have sort of a deadlines buddy. So we've talked about sort of all the things that deadlines can do for us, but what are the kind of like negative impacts and effects that deadlines can have on yourself in the world of webcomics so interesting enough webcomics as i always say have changed quite a lot um they are fluctuating in their popularity and right now they're quite popular to make um so (laughs) you'll see that there are a lot of little contests and stuff like that that kind of exists in the community so that you can win prizes get your comic to be an original on some platforms and stuff like that and always with the excitement i always see (laughs) the downfall of the absolute stress it comes with knowing that there is a deadline to meet with something like this and there was recently I, i i can't even say recently there was last year a um contest in webtoons called a the called for action it was as action contest that they have uh creators make an original little 64 was it 64 panels uh for the story a minimum 64 and they had to tell something that was in the action genre and you know winners kind of got their entries greenlit for original series and there was prizes and stuff like that So during that time, it was a very stressful kind of creation period for a lot of people who were really excited about the prospect of having an original series and stuff like that and the money that went along with it. But also just meeting those deadlines was just very, very stressful to see and to to kind of watch a lot of people fall apart because here's something that webcomics have is that it has this nice fluid creation period you can create however and whatever you kind of want i mean you're not you're not bound to a contract unless unless you are um and so you you know you kind of have whatever free reign with that but now there's like this notion of needing to have x amount out to meet 
needs to get certain kind of readers or to meet these deadlines so that you can have a chance to get somewhere else. And, you know, it just it boils so much to the top with a lot of people seeing what's at stake. And I think that's something that freaks people out when you see something so huge. Like I said previously with the fact that not only is something like this quite big with the original or or money or anything like that, it's the creating process to a webcomic is so much work. It is so much work. There are so many different skills that go into making a webcomic. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about stuff like that being a contest because that's a lot of free work but that's a hot take for another time i mean i think fame was doing some of the the contests too with webtoon just as as like a did like what was your your thought process because i know some of those you actually turned into minis for conventions too right yeah i i kind of enjoyed it i'm sort of a weirdo i i like having like a a hard externally imposed deadline every now and then um and kind of i feel like something that is uh important is to kind of know what your own process looks like before jumping in to something like that um and like i i i've spent like a while uh just kind of figuring out a way that i can get my process down to like kind of a, a reasonable time frame so when I decided to jump into it, I kind of knew going in, here's how much I'm willing to dedicate to this project. And here's what I can do with it afterwards to make it like worth my while, even if I don't win. I kind of, I kind of went in with the expectation that I wouldn't, but I wanted to do a short story because I want to work on things other than just kind of one comic and sort of spread out a little creatively. Uh, so I kind of put together this this little short story to to kind of have on my own and uh yeah it was kind of interesting like breaking it down panel by panel it wasn't a way that I had really thought about my process before because I always think about things in terms of pages and suddenly I was like okay I have to tell a short story uh from beginning to end but the the biggest roadblock for me was figuring out the story I, di I didn't want to even start drawing until I thought I had a solid idea to jump into and my rule for myself was that if I couldn't nail down an idea to get started on like jumping into it with uh two months left before the actual deadline I was just gonna not not bother because I was like if I leave it that long I won't be giving myself enough time to actually draw it uh and I'll become really stressed and I don't want to be stressed so that was kind of my experience but like it might be a bit of an outlier because I've been doing this since 2007, which is a very long time. Yeah, but it's also the case that you're, you're, that experience really helped you, right? Because you're not going from zero to, to 60 miles an hour all in one go. I feel like a lot of people try to like get into these contests or, or, or put these like very heavy deadlines on themselves when they don't have the experience and they don't have the stamina and they don't really know what their process is like. So that's, that's kind of the difference to me is knowing what your process is like. Yeah, absolutely. Like having, having the ability to like, look at the length of story that was being asked for and be like, okay, that's about the equivalent to like two thirds of a chapter of the story that I'm currently working on. 
uh, how long does it usually take me to produce that many pages? Can I do that within the time frame being asked for? And then if the answer is yes, maybe I'll do it. If the answer is no, I'm just going to do something different with my time. I feel like FOMO is a big culprit with a lot of these things. Like you said a really good point there, Delphi, about like going from zero to 60. And I see a lot of like newer creators get really hyped when they hear about somebody else's process in a way that it's like, oh, what? You're you're on printing your books? I'm only on chapter one, but I want to print my book now. And I got to do it now. And, and it gets like really, really intense. And, and stuff like that starts to stress them out because they want to do everything right now. That I've never been to a convention, but you're going to a convention. And the, the closest convention near to me is, is a month away. And that's my deadline. And you know what I mean? And it just starts kind of like <laughs> turning into this giant katamari of stress and, and things that you can't kind of go into because of what you mentioned, Delphi, is that experience. That experience that... Thane had going into these giant contests and, and whatnot and having those expectations laid down uh, really helps like soften those deadlines that are all in there and, and understand where you're kind of going to go from. Yeah, just hearing all this makes me think of uh, a lot of the old Inktober stuff because I, I know that Inktober used to be a much bigger thing than it is right now, but like that's a case of where you know deadlines run amok where it's you i gotta do a thing every single day and some people are really good at that some people can really just sit down and 10 minutes later have a great drawing have a little ink or some people have the discipline to be able to do it and you know set sort of boundaries on that deadline like i'll be able to finish today's piece but i'm only doing something loose and it's only going to be this size or whatever things like that but the amount of burnout I saw after things like Inktober was massive because it was a lot of people who like couldn't necessarily keep up with it. And I don't mean that in a bad way either. It's very much like a like they didn't have the stamina or it wasn't the way that their workflow is based on. And they felt like, well, if I can't do 30 drawings, fully, ink, fully inked drawings in a month, then why am I doing this? And I think that that can instill the wrong sense of how to approach the work because web comics are a marathon and sometimes in like those contests or inktober or other things like that it turns into a sprint very quickly which in order to, it's kind of the reverse from a normal marathon where you need to do the sprints to train up to the marathon this is you need the marathon in order to train for the sprints <laughs> there is one uh online not really a contest, but like an online challenge that I actually really like the way they handle it. Um, it's called Art Slam, and it happens during the summer. Uh, it just kind of runs from, I think, June to August every year. Um, and people will be signing up. I think they open up signups in May. And when you apply for it, uh, you can decide what level of challenge you want to set for yourself in advance. Uh, so you can sign up and say, I want to do it just for the month of June. And my goal is to, uh, you, you don't have to say, I want to make a drawing every day. Like you can say that, but you can also say, I want to make a drawing every week, or I want to do three drawings during that month, or I want to spend the entire month working on one single piece. 
or I want to do a little bit of studies every day of landscapes or life drawings and nothing has to be finished, but just like hold a pencil and put it to a piece of paper. Uh, and you can say uh, that you'll do it for one month or for two months or for all three months at any level of intensity. And you can change it partway through or beforehand. You can be like, I want to do it like maximum intensity the whole time or like low level of intensity and whatever it is that you have kind of stated for yourself, like it's a soft deadline. You don't have to do it. People in the community aren't going to be like, no, nobody's going to hunt you down, <laughs> like force you to to see something through if you decide like partway through, like, oh, I'm not into this after all. But like the the fact that you can set that going in to kind of whatever feels reasonable and that you have that flexibility built into the process right from the outset. I, I just really like the way that community kind of handles things. You were saying that like nobody's going to come and hunt you down, but I feel like I get that sentiment a lot from other creators like, oh no, I if I don't post this number of things during Inktober, people are counting on me. People will notice. I have to apologize for missing these days because people are totally paying attention to this. And they're not. They're really, really not. Everybody who follows you on like a social media account or on your Patreon is doing it because they liked what you do they like seeing what you do at whatever frequency you do it and so you don't need to apologize you don't need to say i missed this thing oh i'm so sorry because it's a deadline that you set in your head it's it's not something that they ever knew about so they don't even know that you were going to be posting once a week on your patreon or whatever and they're just happy to see stuff so i mean that that's one of the things too if you find yourself apologizing a lot just like ask what for am i late am i am i doing something really terrible am i inconveniencing these people somehow no you're not you're giving them something really good and you're doing it at the pace that is good for you that's something to be proud of not to be apologizing for now in the ever changing world of uh, social media which who knows what it'll be by the time this episode comes out oh my god it's it, you, you feel those social pressures there how do you balance that uh, oh gosh yeah it's it's tricky too because you feel like maybe there's like an algorithm thing that you have to make and you have to like base your deadlines around that um most of the time that's not worth it but i as a person who posts regularly on way too many social media platforms for my own good i do actually try to maintain a buffer for my social media presence i try to get everything that i've done in the months scheduled up for the next month however much stuff that is so yeah i'll, I'll be doodling side doodles or thoughts in in discord and and you know just dropping them and 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 then at the end of the month i'll collect those all up and i'll make about two or three social media posts a week i'll schedule those all up and so, some months i have a lot of new drawings to show off and some months i don't have very many new drawings at all so i just space it out and in those slower months maybe i'll alternate in some new stuff with like reruns of older art that i liked um i think i'll Artists can feel a lot of pressure around keeping active on social media and like having absolutely new stuff for everybody. But like the truth is that people 
even if they did see your art, which there's no guarantee they did, because who knows what happened with the algorithm or even if they were checking that day. But like even the people who do remember your old art, they want to see it again. That's why they followed you. They they like seeing your stuff. And so some of that stuff that you're going to be reposting is the reason they followed you in the first place. So it's really not a big deal if you're feeling behind, if you're feeling down because you're not making your your deadlines or whatever for algorithm purposes on whatever social media that you post on like there's there's ways to keep it going and if you kind of space it all out and look at it again instead of like I didn't post anything today or I didn't post anything this week of here's the posts I'm making this month then I think that helps maintain a healthier attitude while still being active if that's what you want man social media scheduling is like the one thing that I have never been able to like self-motivate myself for <laughs> it's really silly because like i i have done inktober in the past and i've done art slam and i did the other contests and stuff like that but when it comes to something as like simple as like try to make post new art on social media even if i have the art just the process of logging in and setting it up just i don't know it's tricky for me i don't know why absolutely shake your hand i have so much art that i just don't share i was like god it's in the it's in the ether now no i have to think of something to say about it when i post yeah. it that's tough oh man getting old. or you could just post it with nothing and then see what we'll see what happens just pick your favorite <laughs> three emojis and put your favorite three emojis in there yeah I do like a good emoji <laughs> okay eyes emoji so i did want to ask uh on the topic of deadlines what are some healthy ways to check yourself like check in on yourself uh to make sure that deadlines are actually working for you and not against you i think one of the like the surest signs that that the way that you have your deadlines set up isn't working for you is if you keep missing them <laughs> or if they just don't get hit. Like after a couple times of like one missed deadline here or there isn't a red flag, but like if there's enough where it's destabilizing the way that you work or, or it's preventing you from hitting major milestones or goals that you have, that's a cue to take like a week or two off, recompose and look at it from the, from the 30,000 foot view and go, okay, What's working here? What doesn't? What's changed in my life? What's changed in my work? What's changed in my process? And reevaluate from there and rebuild that momentum in a new and different way that's helpful for you. Um, the key, key, key to all deadlines-based things is it has to work to support you, not to penalize you. One of the things that I noticed a lot in the webcomic community is that we're pretty tight. There's a lot of things that it, it makes its way circles around. Like we're kind of kind of all in it together. Um, so one thing that you'll see a lot is that the comparisons will happen and you're kind of like looking over at someone else's work and you're like, oh, gee, Willie, I wish that was me. Um, and so I actually see that a lot with like people's goals and stuff like that and with deadlines. Um, they'll see someone who has unknowingly uh, like years and years of experience working in webcomics and they're just like, oh, my dim and damn, I want to do that now. Like, I want to do that. Like, I need to get to that that speed and I need that deadline. That deadline is now mine and stuff like that. So it's really good to just 
not do that. Just you can't compare yourself or your creative process to other people's. Um, your input is not going to be the same as someone else's and same with outputs. It's just it's all different. All the processes are different. So just kind of understand what you actually can put out, what's healthy for you to put out. Don't pull all-nighters to finish something. That's not healthy. It's not a flex. We don't like it in the creative community, and I wish that culture would just go away. Approach these things in, in a healthy kind of state with creating, like, you know, moderation and understanding momentum and stuff like that, and this will feel better in the long run. I think, too, it's just really interesting when you when you finish a project how do you feel because like the, the purpose of deadlines for me if i'm making up deadlines for myself is to to get that high from like i did it i finished the thing i crossed the finish line this is so great and maybe i'm a little exhausted but the overwhelming feeling is like yes i got my vision out into the world i got this short story done i got these things out there and i'm feeling confident and good about that and if that's not the feeling that you get if you're feeling like, oh, you know, I, you know, well, I got through it this time or or I, it's not really the quality of work that I wanted, but I guess I did it. Or maybe you just didn't do it and you just, you're hiding under your desk and feeling awful about it. And you're, you're saying, no, I suck because I can't do this thing that I said I was going to do. Like that, just kind of check your vibes. Like is, was it a healthy victory or was it an unhealthy victory? Make the deadlines make sense for you. Exactly what Rainey said. Look at what's happening in your life. Look at what your goals are and take a step back and see like what is going to generate that feeling of exhilaration of like, yes, I did it. Don't let your victories become Pyrrhic victories. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. There, There's a certain like... um sometimes it can be fun to like pick up a project that is like an externally imposed deadline, like those contests. Uh, and I mean, for, for anyone who started working with like a publisher or something that can make a previously soft deadline become a hard deadline as soon as there's another party involved in it and there's money and so on. Like I, I kind of try to treat my Patreon fulfillment as being a bit of a harder deadline, just because there, there is a bit of a promise there. Like, money has exchanged hands and so I want to give each of my tiers kind of at least a, a few posts a month to kind of enjoy uh, and with like a crowdfunding campaign or whatever but if I'm having like a, a busy year or something and I don't think I have the time to increase my workload from what it was previously maybe it's not a good time to start looking into these uh, externally imposed deadlines so uh, on some level, like joining a new contest or like applying for a new thing, like might not be a good idea depending on on where things are at. Uh, so it's good to kind of evaluate how you're feeling about your work in the moment when it comes to any currently visible opportunity. Uh, yeah, so deadlines like are just such an important part to a balanced, healthy webcomic workflow. And I think with that, I think we're going to call this a Donkey Kong wrap. Uh, I've been Rennie. You can read my work at www.kateblast.com. <laughs>
<laughs> I've been crispy. You can read my work at ghostjunksickness.com or lunarblight.com. I've been Varathane. Uh, you can read my work at chiralt.sevensmith.net or at witchwoodcomic.com. And I've been Delphina, and you can read my comic Sombulus at sombulus.com. And we'll see you later. What's the deadline for this? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a month later than it was when we first uh, wanted to do this episode. Don't tell them that! Three times. <laughs> I'm so sorry we didn't meet this deadline you had no idea about. Our complete self-imposed deadline. Thank you for listening to Screen Tones, a webcomic podcast. Want to know some other ways to support us? Check out our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash ScreenTonesCast, where your support will help us create more episodes, reach cool extra bonus goals, and keep us talking about anything and everything webcomics. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and our Discord server. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, rating, and supporting, and we'll see you next time.